Welcome to the first Howdy. read. <laughs> I like interrupting you there for fun. I can tell. <laughs> Welcome to the first read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis's iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man issues one through one sixty in Earth sixteen ten. I'm Zach. Hey, and I'm John. How's it going, Webheads and Zach? Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I love how I'm the afterthought there. <laughs> Man sometimes people, when, sometimes when we do this, I talk to you, and sometimes I talk to the webheads. Yeah, and today he decided <laughs> he did not want to talk to me. No. <laughs> um, We haven't touched base in a minute because we had to record early for last week. So I haven't talked to you in like a week and a half. I and... know, we, we did record. We recorded on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. And then, and and this week, and usually we record Saturday mornings. And this week we're recording Sunday afternoon. So we're even, we recorded way early and now we're also recording late. So it has been a minute. And guess what, webheads? You're going to get it Sunday afternoon too. <laughs> I am, I'm doing a marathon. I'm like, this whole afternoon is just podcast, baby. Okay. Get so my that, full attention. that's a good segue for what I most wanted to talk about. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, all weekend, all I hear from Zach is how he's not going to be able to edit this in time and we're going to have to record and I'm the one holding us up, even though Zach didn't say that to me, but I was the one who had to keep pushing us back. And then I thought it was two o'clock on the schedule. I was in the, I was in the room at one forty to record and I'm looking at the clock now and it's 241. So I just well, I just thought we were hurrying for you and it was like super important that we do this at, like as fast as you know we're on a schedule and and then I I don't know I I guess I'm just confused on what happens. Yeah, yeah, I can see how that would be confusing. Now, you you know there was some technical difficulties that the <laughs> listeners didn't hear about in that story of yours. I think you got Zach got online at 221. I looked. So we have been dealing with some some tech stuff for 20 minutes. And by we, I mean Zach. <laughs> yep. It's it's my fault. Sorry, John. Sorry, webheads. Let everyone down. That's okay. That's okay. I'm. You were also a great sport. I was like blowing up Zach's phone late last night because I was actually in Chicago for a, a wedding this weekend. And um, my wife, Elizabeth, couldn't go because of work stuff. So... I of course ended up like going and, and golfing with some friends afterwards. And, and then we were just staying and hanging out and you know, it, we're, it's about a three hour drive from Chicago and it's like approaching midnight. And so I was blowing Zach's phone up, seeing if we could push this back to later in the day. So I would at least get a couple hours of sleep, which I did get home at about three thirty, and I got about four or five hours of sleep and I've got a five hour energy and a latte here, Zach. So I'm, I'm going to do it for the web heads. That's what's up. Thank you for your yeah. sacrifice. You know, ironically, I got home at like 2.30 last night also, but I was just at a buddy's house like 15 minutes down the road. Oh, what were you guys doing? Um, Just uh, me and Shyla and him and his wife were hanging out. They're like our couple buddies. Nice. Very nice. So speaking of letting people down. Great, great segue. <laughs> I got to know what happened with your, your sister and Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, they Was got them. They went. They it went off without a hitch. Good. Yep. I'm actually going to see her. Um, 
just a little bit after we get we get done with this. Um, and I think she's got some Taylor Swift concert souvenirs. So yeah. next time we talk, I'll get to tell you what what she got me from the concert. Interesting. And I'm a very big Taylor Swift fan. I, I could I could move the camera here and Oh yeah. That's that's a that's the concert that we went to in college, and that's that's my ticket that's framed and that is autographed by both the artist and Taylor Swift. Who is who's the artist? That's like, like a, a paint that's like a painting of oh. the album cover. Gotcha. Um, was that by chance when she had Ed Sheeran opening for her? No, it was not. Okay, that was pre Ed Sheeran days. Gotcha. I'm I'm older than you, Zach. So I know. I was in college, you know, a long time ago. Well, it's funny because my mom got <laughs> tickets to see Taylor Swift when she was with Ed Sheeran, and she offered me like one of them to go with her and it was the night of my junior prom and i was like no thanks i think i'm gonna go to my junior prom with my girlfriend (laughs) huge mistake yeah apparently because you know now it's like people are having to sell their cars to see well i don't know you know what maybe maybe ed sheeran was the opener there and i just don't know because i have no idea here i'm gonna go look at the ticket and i'm gonna see if it says who the opener is nope it doesn't say so we'll never know. Yeah. He could have opened. It was like, so, I mean, you know, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't have known that name. So my mom didn't, she came back and was talking about how great this guy who opened was. And then like a year later, Ed Sheeran's on the radio. Wow. That's really funny. You know, um, now that I think about it, I almost looked it up, but I just don't care enough to find out. <laughs> I'm realizing of all the shows that I've been to, which has been like hundreds the two easily most expensive ones that I could have gone to. I, uh, my mom offered me that Taylor Swift ticket. And then one time my uncle offered me a ticket to see Metallica. And both times I was like, I appreciate that those are like expensive and kind of rare experiences, but I, I straight up don't listen to either of those artists. I think you're a musical hipster. My wife calls me a snob. That's the word that's, she likes. That's that's a that's probably a better one. Yeah, snob. Yeah. Oh, all those big popular bands. No, I don't listen to them. It's not even that. Like I considered it both times, but I I then landed on. Well, I'd rather someone who's going to enjoy it get that ticket. Yeah. So so like my mom took a family friend's daughter who probably enjoyed it more than I ever would have, and. You know, I'm sure my uncle had no trouble finding someone who wanted a Metallica ticket. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We were talking about Taylor Swift. That's how we were talking about that. Yeah. Well, what else do we have? Do, do you have anything? Should we get into Spider-Man? Um, we can get into Spider-Man. But first, a word from our sponsor. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at BBB.org. And we're back. We're back, and I need a refresher on what happened. 
and I didn't read about it. I'm counting on you. For sure. Okay. You know what's funny is the last few weeks I've actually had little like bullet points in my notes about what happened in the previous issues. And then for whatever reason, we just like blow past it and I don't use them. So I didn't take that this time, but (laughs) I usually don't worry about it. But like we both already mentioned, it's been a while since we've recorded. So (laughs) yeah. So uh, MJ dumped Peter. Peter found a box of stuff. Oh, that's stuff, right. Yeah, the black led, goo. I remember that. Led him down the rabbit hole of meeting Eddie Brock and figuring out what his father was working on. Um, Gwen was maybe having a little flirtation with Eddie. They went to a reggae concert. Peter touched the goo and got like consumed by it or whatever oh yeah and there was the weird juxtaposition of like peter getting consumed by the goo with eddie and gwen dancing at the ska concert not ska reggae reggae i would have i would have related to it more had it been ska (laughs) eddie would never listen to ska eddie he's a poser not even cool enough for ska no eddie yeah i i can't even hold it in until the issue where we are actually going to talk about it, but boy, did we characterize Eddie like perfectly off of like the first couple panels that, that he was in. We were like, boom, boom, boom. I know exactly this guy's entire life. And like it happened. <laughs> Bendis and Bagley truly do like a masterclass. Yeah. In that issue where they introduce Eddie of just giving you little bread cl- crumbs but it's in- incredibly clear, like what this guy's deal is. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I was laughing pretty hard when when uh, I was reading that stuff. Aspiring writers, seriously, go back and look at those issues, and like, it, it's a masterclass in doing more with less. And especially now, that's. I just had this thought, but like. Yeah, people used to be like that, but the internet wasn't around. So you probably didn't like see that kind of like now, you know, you like always It's like a stereotype. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if it was back then or not. I don't really remember it. But the internet certainly wasn't there to like amplify a million people like that. Right. He feels like the kind of dude that you only ever see or encounter on Twitter that like has to live somewhere but like is definitely on the fringes of society you know and he's always just like replying to like any girl's tweet about any topic with like some concern about her appearance or like something (laughs) most beautiful girl in the world posts a selfie and he's like yeah nose ring pass (laughs) i'd say you're a seven (laughs) yeah that's eddie brock they nailed him. That's Eddie Brock in the in the age of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay. So, yeah. So yeah. I think that brings us into what we're going to read today. Yep. And Percy's saying hi. So if he accidentally unplugs a mic or, or, or you know, just is generally causing chaos, that's Percy. <laughs> um, so issue 35, Legacy. Written by Brian Michael Bendis, pencils by Mark Bagley, inks by Art to Bear, colors, transparency, digital, letters, Chris Iliopoulos. And we open on a music star walking out of an event or something like that into her limo. 
and screaming fans are like lining the streets asking her for autographs and she kind of gets through the crowd and into her limo only to find i had to just throw percy off and only to find that her driver has been held hostage and they the the hostage takers yell we got her and then they speed away real quick does this does this vague unnamed is this pop supposed star, to be Britney Spears? I was about to say, does she look like Britney Spears to you? Because I, I think that's who it's I, supposed to be. I do not think that it looks like her, but I, but that was my first thought. That like, oh, two thousand one. Who would this supposed to be like a, a representation of? Probably Britney Spears, but I don't really. I'm gonna look at it again now. I think when they, I was looking at it, I was like, I don't really think that. I looks think like if her. that's what bagley was going for he nailed it with like the hair and the eyebrows and the lips i gotta pull it up um let's see yeah i mean the hair and the clothes are like right on but her face doesn't really look like britney spears all that much but i don't know i don't spend that much time looking at pictures of britney spears it might i don't either but anymore (laughs) but uh I don't know. The face looks different in different pages, but when we first see her, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's Britney Spears." Yeah, that's what I that's what I was thinking also. So she gets taken hostage, and the limo speeds away. It's a pretty exciting opening, I think. And the thugs are on this phone with someone I presume to be the singer's manager, and they're demanding a ransom. And we see a black suit Spider Man just kind of watching from a distance, like watching the limo. And I brings up a question to me, Zach, which is, does he have super hearing? It's can he hear what's happening in the limo or does he just see that it looks sketchy? Because how does he know? You know, it certainly seems like he can like hear the conversation that's going on in the limo from like a building. I hadn't considered that and I don't think we're supposed to. But you're well, right. How does he know what is happening? I don't know. It's driving fast. He can see through the window that the the guys that driving limo have masks. Is stuck in traffic. Well, yeah, in that panel it is. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He he senses danger. I don't. Okay, I don't know. that's like what it. That's like what it is. Or or he has like some sort of super hearing, like maybe not on Daredevil's level, but it's been enhanced or something. Maybe his spidey sense can tell him when other people are in danger. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, deduct a point. Sorry. <laughs> um, Black Suit Spidey jumps down on the limo. He is looking pretty big and swole, I think. And he just rips this limo uh, ceiling clean off. And he's like, wow, limo, is it prom season already? And nobody laughs at his joke. And he's like, tough limo. And I thought it was nice that even though he's got this black suit on, he has still retained his sense of humor. That was one thing I noticed. And then he gets shot by one of the guys. And the suit just starts like bubbling and it instantly heals him. And he's like, wow, I'm glad you guys saw that because no one would have believed that that just happened. So he obviously, you know, didn't expect it to happen. And then he just knocks out the bad guys and he like pushes the unconscious guy's head onto the brake pedal to like stop the limo. Yeah, that goes hard. That does go hard. That guy's skull is like going to be crushed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's not going to be right ever again. But like slamming a bad guy's head into the 
He's break. unconscious. That that's just that's awesome. <laughs> Hard enough to st- come, make the car come to a screeching halt. Like yeah. And yeah. here's a question I've got for you, Zach. So the so the the limo does come to a screeching halt just in time to avoid a school bus. Is that Peter's school? Is that Mary Jane in the window? It is, and I didn't like that. No, it's like very convenient. Like, what is New York City? Like two streets. Yeah, all the schools in New York, all the school buses, and Mary Jane is on a school bus at night in Midtown when they live in. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no. Okay, good. I'm glad you thought that also, and I'm not just nitpicking. So I feel like, yeah, and her it. it there's no reason for her to be there. She's only in one panel. It almost makes me feel like they had like a pretty is finished this nighttime? comic. It is nighttime. It almost makes me feel like editorial was like, Hey, you forgot to put Mary Jane in this issue. Throw her in one panel real quick. That like legitimately seems like something that could happen. Cause it is kind of just out of nowhere. Um, well, so Spidey stops the limo and he avoids hitting it, you know, really doing any damage. But the police are still like, freeze. And Spidey's like, oh, come on. I rocked it this time. And he actually did do pretty well this time. So I think maybe the suit is having a good effect at the moment. And the police still like chase him off. So he jumps away and he swings away just thinking to himself how much he loves this new suit. He's stronger, faster. Um, he can like take bullets and he doesn't need his web shooters anymore. What do you think about that? I like it. I mean, I think we've talked before in general. I like the idea of organic webbing more than like a mechanical web shooter. I think the only reason they do mechanical web shooters so often is like to show that he's smart. And then so you can have like fights where they're broken or he's out of fluid or something and he's kind of challenged. But I just think it's cooler if it comes right out of him. Okay. But what do you think of the storyline that he didn't have webbing and now he just does? Well, it's like the the goo, the suit, it's extending itself. It's not even coming from his wrist. It's coming from like his fingertips. And so in my mind, it seems like it it functions slightly different than his regular webbing would. Okay. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't good, think he's good. leaving it behind. I like it. Necessarily. Yep. yep. Okay. I can dig it. Yeah. It's, it is, it is like the goo that's doing that. Um, okay. So, and so he talks about how he doesn't need his web shooters and he's bigger and stronger and everything. And he also thinks to himself, it's hard to explain, but he can feel his dad in the suit with him. Hmm. Is that his dad that he, I mean, that's what I figured is like, oh, he's feeling, you know, another presence that he just assumes is his dad. Yeah. And Peter's like, gosh, I should really go home and look at my dad's notes for this, but I just feel too good. I have to go beat up some bad guys. And so he just swings around the city beating up bad guys. The first one he sees is the vibrator. What is it also the shocker? It's the shocker. Yeah. He okay. calls him that. Yeah. And he's robbing a bank and he shows up and he vibrates Spidey, but it doesn't do anything this time. 
Spidey actually says that it's kind of relaxing and the shocker just says, oh no. And then Spidey kicks the crap out of him off the panel and he makes sure the crowd's okay. And he just like dips out. And then the news reporter there says there's either a copycat Spidey on the loose or the original has a bold new look and new attitude. And Peter encounters another criminal robbing a laundromat. And he just shot the owner and he's running away. And Spidey chases him into a warehouse and confronts him. And he calls him a murderer. And he yells at him about killing Uncle Ben. And I could have gone back and looked at the issue, Zach. But I know that you would already know the answer. Was this the same person that killed Uncle Ben? I don't think it was. Nope. Okay. It's, it's just, just like a similar his, like, enough mental... situation. Yeah. He's, okay. He's like having a flashback. He's like in his own head. Yeah. Because the guy who shot Uncle Ben was white and this guy's black. That's what I thought. (laughs) Um, And you can edit this out if you want, but robbing a laundromat is like not an amount of money to be shooting a person over. It is. That is just absurd. Yeah. I'm okay. As long as we're on the same page with that. Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're. Yeah. You're gonna He's be got commi- like a bag of nickels in his hand as he runs out. Yeah, if you're going to be committing murder for, for something that you're stealing, like, go big or go home. That uh, Okay, good. That's all I was saying. Go, uh, go after the kingpin. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rob the kingpin's McDonald's. <laughs> Great callback, Zach. Thank That's you. what they pay you for. Yeah. Um. So... Peter's like screaming at this guy that he's a murderer and you can kind of tell that he's losing control a little bit, that he's the killer of Uncle Ben. And then Peter transforms into Venom and it's pretty darn cool looking and he's all snarling that the guy doesn't deserve to live and he says, I want your blood. And it's, uh, I looked, I, I mean, I when I was making comments on this, I was like, I would not be a good art critique because i'm just like yeah it looks pretty cool (laughs) it does indeed look cool it looks scary as hell yeah yeah it does it that guy's you know probably bleeping his pants yeah um Um, this is a good time to mention i'm i'm wearing my venom socks today oh that's right specifically for this issue i told john uh all the way back in Christmas when Shyla got me like a collection of different Spider-Man themed socks. I knew I was going to wear the venom ones on the day that we recorded a venom episode. That's awesome. And these are perfect because this is really his first appearance. Yeah. And so venom's just like shouting at this guy about to eat him. And Peter is like struggling to attempt to regain control of the body. He's like, what in the world is going on? And he's trying to rip the suit off of him. And he and the suit are both kind of struggling. It's just like a bunch of like goo kind of like around him. And I got it. I got a real quick. I got to plug our Instagram because we're always posting our favorite panels of the issue of the week. And uh, this is definitely going to make one. Run over to our Instagram right now when you, you're hearing this and look at how crazy this panel is because it's like Peter is inside Venom 
and he's trying to pull his own jaw apart to like rip himself free. It looks sick. Yeah. 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 There there are some there are a couple really good ones here of Venom. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter is like losing the fight to gain control and he's like this thing is going to kill me and we get this full page panel of Peter kind of doing like one last push to like get rid of it and I I don't really see the point of this full page panel Zach you can maybe post this one if you want and and you know but he sees like everyone that he's encountered that like has something to do with his Spider-Man life as he's kind of going through the thoughts of like this thing's going to kill me. I have to get this thing off. And he's like doing his like final push to get it off. I don't think that it, that, that this, this was, you know, okay. Just tell me what you think. I mean, it's obviously not literal. I think to some degree, it was an excuse for Mark Bagley to just draw a cool full page spread that you can look at and be like, Oh, that's sick. I know all those people. Um, Okay, I was thinking it is. It was kind of. I I was hoping you were going to tell me that you thought it was literal because that's like the only thing that I think would redeem it is if it, that was somehow like venom. I don't know, like it, you know, getting in his brain or 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 something, or maybe he's. I don't know, right? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think it's just a metaphor for him, like reasserting himself. You know. Oh, like okay. His memories, his willpower is kind of winning out yeah. and it's showing like he's kind of thinking about his own history at like to show that like that he's yeah. he's Peter he now. He's not Venom. Oh, I love that. See, Zach, that's gosh. That you're only going to get that type of commentary from from us webheads. So many times I'm like I don't like this and then Zach explains it and I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty good." You're easily sold. <laughs> I am. Yep. <laughs> I'm just sold by the last person to stop talking. <laughs> like that's a good point. Yeah, that's also a good point. <laughs> um so so Peter kind of like rips this thing off to the best he can and they actually like struggle and fall off the top of the building that they're on and luckily they fall into some power lines which electrocute Venom like off of Peter and throws Peter naked to the grave of Uncle Ben uh Wait, yeah, Uncle Ben and his mom and dad. Hmm, what'd you think? I think that's definitely also metaphoric. I think it's also really convenient. Like yeah. the school bus with Mary Jane showing up. It's incredibly unlikely. All of this stuff is not happening within like a five neighborhood backyard. Or I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean five neighborhood. I meant five house five houses like distance within each other um yeah most people I don't have... know this but all of new york is actually like yeah. one square mile yeah that's true that's why it seems so crowded yeah there's actually only like a hundred <laughs> people that live there yeah so you i never guess no one can sleep yeah it's just it's not enough space um i have another comment on this 
panel. Yes. What are you going to say about it? Do you have one? Are we? Oh, I think to we've say got. Some, I think we both got some ideas. What What are you going to say? <laughs> There's no space for Aunt May on that tombstone. It's so rude. Well, also, his parents died like ten years before Uncle Ben, so they had to have made okay. a new tombstone. Well, no. So, so, so that is okay because maybe they all had the. Maybe they had all decided we are going to get buried in the same four spots, right? Yeah. But, because sometimes people do that, and that's why you'll you'll go and see tombstones where only half of it's filled in. It's because, you know, the other person that's going to be on that tombstone is still living. So okay, I don't have sure. a problem with that. But I do have a problem with them doing that on a three-person tombstone. Because that's what, I mean, what? <laughs> Again, I don't think there's any way this is meant to be like literal i mean he just fought with you know venom to, for like his personhood and then got electrocuted i think maybe this is metaphorical i think maybe this is in peter's head i think maybe it's like i'm shaking my head for our listeners it's not it's not the normal like high-end very literal narrative nope. writing that we're used to in this series i think this is meant as like a vibe like oh look how far he's come from the the people that he'd be letting down now like um, i don't think there's any way he's actually at his family's tombstone and that's just where he landed okay i don't agree so in this in the page just a couple pages back when we talked about it being in his head and a metaphor it is clearly drawn in a different color that is not real life this is there's nothing in this panel that would make you think that this is a dream or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe it just sucks. And maybe it's just a stupid no, idea. Well, I was kind of looking at it because I don't know. Maybe it potentially could be because the grass doesn't quite come all the way to the bottom. So maybe it looks like it's kind of like in a black space. So so potentially, but I really don't think so. I think it's just like a, a convenient thing that is like, you know, Look at how the universe matches up that he got thrown off here right into the gravesite of his parents. And that would almost be okay if he didn't run into Mary Jane on the bus earlier. Um, but both of those things happening are very convenient. And it's still fine because I still thought that this was a really good one. Um, and I liked it pretty much cover to cover. Yeah. I think it's funny that... It says, here lies Mary Parker, a woman of integrity and beauty. Here lies Richard Parker, a father, a husband, a man of science. Here lies Ben Parker. I've walked and I've crawled on six crooked <laughs> highways by Bob Dylan. Like he's That's really funny. He is such a hippie. I love it. It's funny. I Always also, a good bit to come back to. Well, now that you have mentioned these... um, Boy, Bendis, just like take a couple extra minutes looking at this because I also don't think that whoever's coming up with these would put a father, a husband for Richard Parker, but would not put a mother, a wife for Mary Parker. I, I, Zach, am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's also it's kind of sexist that it's like, oh, he's a father, a husband, a man of science, and like. Two yeah, things she's describe... a woman of integrity and beauty. Yeah, two things describe her, and one of them is, oh, she was pretty. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I still thought it was really good. I'm yeah. not going to nitpick too much. Um, 
Yeah, I don't have a rating system for it. So, okay, let me think. Let's think. What happened in this issue? Um, he fought a lot of bad guys. Oh, I did have an idea. It, it's different crimes that are happening throughout New York City. Because it was also kind of funny that he was like, I just have to go beat bad guys up. And it's like, hey, the shocker happens to be causing trouble in the city. And look, this laundromat that looks like Uncle Ben happened. If it, that was Uncle Ben's killer, now that would be convenient. That um, would have been a little bit too convenient for my liking. That would have been, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think it's funny. It's like the Spider-Man video game. It's like, oh, you want to you wanna, you know, find a violent crime going on right now? Well, sure, buddy. Just walk just a couple walk blocks. Door. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find plenty of them. Yeah. And they're like super villains also. <laughs> they're, everyone has a gimmick. And it's like the dead of night, too. <laughs> it's not rush hour or anything. Um, okay. So so out of out of 10 crimes in New York City, how many are getting stopped? I um, have this at 9 out of 10. I, I, I thought it was really good. Oh, shoot, man. We're going to be at odds with each other. I was going to give it a 5. You didn't think this one was good? I well, think What wasn't good about it? I mean, he was in the suit. He was like using it and then venom showed up and like that was awesome and so i have legitimate reasons to dislike it and i have stupid reasons to dislike it but I, I will give it this it's a fun issue it really is but he's ripped the thing off he's done with the black suit like that was your little black suit era in the original comics like you got several years of it and the fact that he's yeah, already he, given he, up on it in one issue the end of the world playing football in the black suit i was just oh my god i was just about to say the fact that he's already ripped it off means we're never gonna get to see him wearing that suit with one hand tied behind his back playing a pickup <laughs> game of football with kids oh you know i i didn't think of it like that because i was honestly like kind of the whole time he was in it and especially when he became venom because i was like wait but spider-man's not venom like so he's gonna so so he's you know i guess i was thinking about it the other way where like yeah he's only in the black suit for like a minute and then he gets out of it and someone else puts it on because that's who venom is you know he truly wears it for one night in this universe um yeah i was hoping he'd eat that guy to be honest i was <laughs> like this is gonna be badass i mean that I feel like that's fair karma. You know, you shoot a laundromat owner for his coins. You Definitely. get eaten by venom. Definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, but then man. also now like my, now my, now my liberal snowflake braid is like, he probably just really needed the money. If he's shooting someone over like 13 nickels, he needed to take it to go to his laundromat to get his laundry <laughs> exactly. done. That's true. He had a job interview and he needed his suit cleaned. He was trying to get out of this mess. <laughs> It's a vicious cycle. I, gosh, but th so that and then also, it wasn't the full page that you initially didn't like, but the the um tombstone thing because it's kind of ambiguous whether it's just really coincidental. I don't like that one either. Yeah, and then also like it's just, there's just not a lot of depth to this issue. He's not interacting with anyone. He's not really talking to anyone. He doesn't see any of his other cast members you know it's just oh he jumps from page to page fighting bad guys and then rips the suit off 
Um, that, so it, that, 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 yeah. Overall, that is kind of what I thought also, but I guess I just was having fun with it. So I rated it high. I originally had it at an eight and a half. And then I was like, I feel like I've given other things eight and a half before. And I had fun with this one. So I'm just going to give it a nine. I had a lot of fun with this one, but truly like eight and a half for the the guy got away on the last crime in New York city for the strength of this book overall, usually being like it's diverse cast and you know, you're interested in his personal life and you know, the good writing and all, all this stuff. It just had none of that. I guess maybe one thing I really liked that you are looking at it in a different way is, I liked seeing him in the black suit. So I was like, this is cool. Like, you know, Spider-Man is in the black suit and he's Venom. This is a top tier issue. And then you are like, well, this is the only one he's in the black suit. So that's a problem. But maybe you should just look at it on the bright side, Zach. This is the one he's in the black suit for. Yeah, I'm looking at it as a suit half empty kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so wow, we got a five and, and I changed mine to an eight and a half. Because you okay. sold me. <laughs> because that's so easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. We ready to jump into the next one? Yes. All right. So this is issue 36. Um, it's written also by our regular creative team that John shouted out in the first issue. And now we finally get to see what's going on with the other storyline that we were we had been left off on. Gwen and Eddie. Um Gwen is in Eddie's dorm room with the door closed in college, and he's trying to impress her with the same exact spiel that he gave Peter a couple of issues ago. Incredible opening. Laugh out loud funny. (laughs) Yeah. He says, five years from now, not 50, not 100, you won't even remember their names. And Gwen sees through his BS. I love it. Yes. She's so fun. She calls She's so good. She does. She, she And she would be the one to do that, too. She smiles and tells Eddie that she knows he told Peter the same thing. And she asks, what is that, Eddie? Your stick? And he's like, maybe. And then leans in to kiss her. And Gwen stops him and says, hey, come on. This This is... this. That's the first page that Zach just basically went through. That is... An incredible opening page. Literally, as soon as I saw the panel of Gwen and Eddie sitting on their bed and he's saying the same speech, I was like, that's that's just a great opening. It's like, oh my gosh, of course, of course, that's where Eddie and Gwen are. And he, of course, that's what he's saying also. This dude perfected one speech, probably rehearsed it in front of the mirror, that he thinks sounds cool to say to like high schoolers and he that's his one trick but, and he's he's know, just leaning in on it gosh i guess i was about to say but you know he is kind of right you know stuff in high school doesn't really matter that much when you get older but then i was just thinking that's not even true because my best friends were ones that i met before even high school and i just was at a wedding this past week for someone in high school and you know I so that Eddie's just you know he's full of bad advice. The point is he's he's creating separation between her experiences and his experiences. He's like, oh, trust me, I'm a big 
wise college guy, I'm telling you things yeah. are way different when you're up at the top like me. Yeah. Like it's a it's almost a power play. Yeah. It's weird that they look exactly the same and they're dressed the same, right? Like oh, they're that both makes for green weird. Uh, that's funny. I the way I see it is they're both wearing black and it's and they're both like they're both like the same shade of blonde and they both like I know I think I said that in the last time we were reading it. I was like they they look the exact same. <laughs> I mean that is kind of funny. It's except, weird. Except she's a hot girl and he's like I mean a they obviously don't look guy. the same, but they do kind of look the they same. They are wearing they're, this. They're same like clothes. one of those couples that when they've been dating for a while, they just like look the same and dress the same and like, you know. Or oh, you know what they are? They're one of the like family photo couples where they're all like wearing the same oh, no. thing. And it's like, are they related or are they the dating? Same. Yeah, dude, that's what I thought of this. I was like, they they look like there's they could be siblings. Congratulations. I didn't think I could hate this dynamic anymore, and then you just made me hate it more. <laughs> Good. Go Eddie. <laughs> Team Eddie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, no, no. Just kidding. Yeah. I was just about to say, I was like, so it sounds like you like this page. Are you starting to come around on Team Gwen? I'm very uh I I am. I actually do really like Gwen this episode. I, I do have um yeah, I, I don't I don't remember. We'll have to get into it. Maybe I maybe she annoyed me a bit, but I don't really remember. We gotta go through it. But okay. I like Gwen a lot here. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Eddie tries to kiss her and she stops him and, uh, she's like, Hey, come on. And Eddie gets mad and says, seriously, why? And Gwen says, I'm only 15. First of all, which is a good enough reason. There shouldn't be a second of all after that. I mean, yeah. And Eddie, Eddie tells her, I thought you wouldn't care about something like that. A girl like you. And she asks him what he means by that, and Eddie says, well, you come up here to my college dorm room, and Gwen interrupts him and says, to hang out. (laughs) Eddie glares at her, and Gwen gets her coat to leave, and then he calls her a tease, and Gwen slams the door on the way out. And then he's sitting alone in his room, and he's still grumbling to himself, and he's like, they're all the same. They never change. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Real ladies man. And he has okay, his like computer desk, he has like a picture of a woman in a bikini and then he has another picture of another woman that I'm not sure who it is, just based on the look and the time period it makes me think it's Hillary Clinton but I don't know why it would be there. I don't know why that would be Clinton. And then there's a sign that says truth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I'm seeing if you flip the page, he's got two different posters of girls in bikinis. What? No. He's There's the one in the red and then on. Oh, my gosh. There's three because there's whoever's behind Gwen also is another picture of a woman. Obviously, this dude is diabolically. Horny. And there's three signs that say truth. Actually, this is this is actually, Zach. I don't think that this is different pictures of women at different angles of the room i think that this is um what's the word i think it's a drawing mistake because that's where his computer is oh the posters and that's change the they're not different is. posters so the posters change or potentially it just gets cut off a little bit 
anyway, we we don't really have to spend too much time dissecting the intricacies of. The he's got those electronic. <laughs> he's got those digital picture frames that just keep changing it to yeah, different that, women. That, that's what it could be. Yeah. It, most of them are wearing bikinis, but every once in a while it cycles around Hillary to Hillary Clinton. Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so he turns on the news and he sees a report of Peter stopping crimes in his new black suit. And Eddie recognizes the suit and runs to the science building. And he gets in just in time to catch Peter without any shoes on. Uh, removing the vial of goo uh, from its secure container. And he looks at Peter in shock and notices the drops of black goo on Peter and the black footprints and handprints on the wall leading down from an open skylight window. And he snaps at Peter, yelling, What have you done? And Peter tries to explain, saying, Eddie, listen to me. This thing our fathers created, it's uncontrollable. And if it is controllable, we don't have the ability to contain it. We can't take responsibility for it. And Eddie says, I trusted you with a secret. I trusted you, and what do you do? Who are you, Peter? And Peter says he wants to destroy it, and Eddie tries to pull the bottle away from him. And Peter grabs Eddie with one hand by the shirt and lifts him into the air. And then immediately realizes he shouldn't have done that and puts him down and apologizes. So I think that means the like venom is maybe still affecting his emotions um well i think it definitely is but also maybe that explains why he's like i didn't notice that he had like black footprints coming in and i think i also didn't realize that he's taking the vat out like you said whereas i guess i assumed he was putting it back put or not putting it back but like putting it back in the container or something like that you know like he already he had the goo because it was all on him and and i but maybe only a drop was on him and the rest was still in the thing but i assumed it like all absorbed onto him like it's a sticky putty or something (laughs) i thought we saw like he gets a drop on him and then like oil it i thought he like put his finger in and touched it and it like went up i must be thinking of something else maybe a drop did drip on him yeah you're you're right i think um okay eddie says god what are you you're spider-man aren't you you're a mutant and peter says he's not a mutant and again says they have to destroy the suit and Eddie demands to know what's going on and says, if Peter doesn't tell him, he's going to call the police. And Peter explains everything to him off panel. And we see his story ending with Peter stealing someone's clothes out of the garbage just to get over to the science building. And Pretty nice clothes for the garbage. Yeah. I don't know why they were throwing them away. Yeah. Um, Peter says he knows this isn't fair to Eddie and he's sorry about that. And he has a full page monologue telling Eddie that he wanted to tell him everything, but he's seen men smarter than both of them mess with stuff like this and it's destroyed their lives. And he well explained Zach. I was hoping you were not going to read that entire page because that like the other full drawing page that I didn't understand. I, I don't think that this hits hard at all. It like doesn't, hit the way it's supposed to it's too much text Mm -hmm. and it's not interesting text it's just like dude and the visuals behind it is just 
Peter. Talking. It's just not it's, good. It's not interesting in any way. There's nothing. There's no hook. There's nothing to draw you into the page. Yeah, it's not it, bad. I it's just a, sometimes I'm too mean. It's just not no, interesting. Yeah, the art is good. I mean, it's as good as Bagley ever is. Too much text. It's and it's just a face against like negative space. Yeah. The, the yeah, this whole conversation, this whole issue, so it really much text. It and it's just going over the same things over and over again. It's just I, repeating this, Peter's I, point of view. I I love that you said that because that's that's my biggest thing is you know, we're only like halfway through, but he Peter spends like seven pages of text heavy pages being like, I have to destroy it, Eddie. This is all the reasons why I have to destroy it. I I'm really sorry, but I'm gonna destroy it. I, and it's like, dude, we get it. Go and yeah. destroy it. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Between all the Eddie's, Eddie's like, I can't stop you. And and it's like, yeah. yes, just walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. Between all of the repetition in this issue with him talking to Eddie and just the repetition in the last issue of him just going and beating up random thugs, these could have been combined to one issue. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess I didn't really think about that. Of course, then we would have had less time with the black suit, but yeah, whatever. Um, it is it is kind of funny that Peter was in the black suit for one day. He's like, okay, this thing's pretty awesome. I'm faster. I'm stronger. The shocker thing doesn't hurt me. I can expand my own webs. I it can do a million things better. Bullets don't hit me. And then he like loses control and he's like, I just have to destroy it. And I feel like he would be like, I, ha- I can fix this or something like I should be able to learn how to control this. God, you almost eat one guy. <laughs> I mean, because it's not that's not a venom problem, Zach. That right there that just happened to him. That's a problem that could go away with some therapy. That's an Uncle Ben issue. That's yeah. not a venom issue. Right. <laughs> Who's to say someone who who is pretty well adjusted who didn't watch their uncle die, you and know, would, exact same would put that on and be fine? Yeah. That's I don't know. Point. Maybe maybe Eddie will be really good in this Venom suit. He seems like a good dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Eddie says, Peter, this is all I have left of my father. And Peter says he knows exactly how Eddie feels, but that this thing is a virus. It's a cancer. He says... Our fathers died for this, and we aren't smart enough to contain it, and we can't trust anyone else with it. And he says to Eddie, okay, I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to take this thing, and I'm going to destroy it now. And he Eddie's still just like, hasn't even read his all of his dad's notes on it. He hasn't just – dude, just like look at the thi- – just, just look. He's a science guy, right? And he doesn't even – he said, I should go home and look at my dad's notes. He never got around to that read what your dad had to say about what you just experienced. You know, I actually, I like this beat. I feel like it shows maturity and like seeing the bigger picture and kind of some humility for him to understand, Oh, this is something that's beyond my pay grade. It's my dad didn't know what he was messing with. Like, I think it's, it's really big of Peter to know that it's more important to destroy his father's work to protect the world from it. I don't, I don't think that the dad didn't know what he was messing with. They got like murdered because they were like 
you know, probably like onto something big. So they just didn't get to finish. But if they, like, I don't know. We we do see later on that Eddie has been like experimenting on this himself. And I would just assume that that's where Peter's brain would go also. He'd want to look at his dad's research. And maybe if he didn't lose such control and almost eat that guy, he would have just gone home and done that eventually. So I think he would have. But I think this is him kind of acknowledging that he's not going to be able to fix it. Yeah. You know? I like it. I think it works. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I just want Spider-Man in the black suit. I don't know. I guess that's just something about me. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, Eddie says he can't stop Peter and uh, Peter kind of double checks. He's like, do you believe I made a mistake and I'm sorry? And Eddie says, yes. And he's like, do you believe that this thing is dangerous? And Eddie says, yes. And then he asks a really weird convoluted question. He's like, do you believe that two weeks or two days ago, if I had known what I know now that I would handle it differently and we'd work together to fix this thing. And Eddie just doesn't answer. And none, um, <laughs> yeah, none of, none of this conversation I, I think is, is uh, like dialogued out very well, but that's it's okay. not. The, yeah. For a really good creative team, that's given us a lot of great stories. It's okay that they had like two off months. Yeah. Um, so Peter takes the container to the top of a power plant fume and drops it in the fire. And later on, he sneaks oh, into I'm his. Sorry, I have to talk more about the dialogue. Okay. Um. So, so that point where Zach ended isn't even where it ended. It went on for like a full another page, and and Peter's like, "You're the only one that knows I'm Spider Man." You know, obviously, you can't say anything, and. And he's like, so are you going to say anything? And Eddie says, I'm not an bleep, I swear. And the bleep is four letters. And I don't know what that could, I don't, I don't know what he could be saying. Because it says an also. Yeah. So I don't... And anyway, Zach, I just, it took me out of it. <laughs> Proper English. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Cause I of did course. accidentally <laughs> skip over that in my notes. Um, at the way their conversation ends, Eddie calls Peter amazing and he walks away saying, I just got to ingest this. And, and he's being like shady as can be walking away. Like you can tell he's all of a sudden he's like, oh, I just remembered. I, I got to go, man. I, I got to take all this in. This is a lot that we just went over. I got to take all this in. Yeah, he suddenly changes his tune and is like, I get it, man. We're cool. And walks away. Okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> um, so Peter drops the goo into a power plant. He goes home. He changes clothes. And he walks around uh, looking for Aunt May. But Gwen is sitting on the couch and says she's at the PTA thing. And Gwen has like a mad look on her face and asks Peter if he talked to his buddy Eddie. And he says no. And they ask her what's up. And Gwen's like, between me, you and me, your little boyhood pal's a dirtbag. And Gwen tells Peter what happened, saying, he took me up to his room and tried stuff. And then he got all, you know, like a guy when I wouldn't let him. And Peter, who is very bad at talking to women, says, you didn't? 
And Gwen yells at him. No, I, was trying, I, I read that a couple times trying to imagine what inflection he asked that with. Like, was it like a surprised you didn't or it was was it like a concerned or was it just like I, a question? Like, was it like was it was he like confirming that he heard her correctly? You know, like you didn't do anything. And it's like, I, it's, I think he was surprised. I thought he was like, oh, man, I, you know. He, I think he thinks that she's easy. And Eddie thought that. And Gwen <laughs> yells at him. She's like, no, my dad just died, man. I told him. I told him that, and he still goes and tried stuff. And Peter says he thinks Eddie's mad at him anyhow, but then says, doesn't mean he's all bad. He just made a... And Gwen cuts Peter off and says, trust me, I have almost superhuman sixth sense about these things. He's a bad guy. And I I do really like Gwen in this issue. I, I'm not annoyed with her at all. I don't know what I, what I was thinking. Yeah. I like, yeah, she's great. Welcome she's to the Gwen gang. Yeah, she, she's fun. Mary Jane's just riding around in buses all day. Look, Gwen is over here contributing to the plot. They don't have to be put in opposition to each other. I like them both. They could, they could be friends. I mean, they're not going to be, but they could be. <laughs> they should be. Um, but just like on cue, after Gwen says Eddie's a bad guy, we see a flashback to 43 minutes ago when Eddie told Peter he just has to ingest this. He walked away, then turned back after Peter left and unlocked a second cabinet holding another container of goo. So he had like split it apart or copied it or something and yeah there were probably a ton of notes on it and a sample to reproduce yeah and he talks to himself about how some stupid little 15 year old mutant isn't going to tell him what to do and then reaches into the container as the issue ends i mean that's exciting yeah that's a good hook um do you think he's done this before no. I think he got the idea after Peter told him, yeah, I touched it and this I mean, happened to me. he just like went for it. He just stuck his fingers right in. Yeah. Like he was like, I don't know, like he d- knew what was going to happen. Like Winnie the Pooh going into a honey like, jar. That's exactly how. <laughs> no personal protective equipment or anything. Yeah. Um, I uh, I also thought this one was pretty good. And this is the one where I was just like, Man, the characterization of Eddie Brock is just phenomenal that we already talked about. Yeah. And um, I said it dragged in the middle because there were maybe six pages of exactly what we said. And there were actually even more than that. There were seven pages because I counted. And they had a bunch of dialogue on it. So I did think it dragged in the middle, but I was still pretty interested about it the whole time. And I, Gwen, you know, boosts this episode up. So, um... I I'm generous. I gave it a seven out of 10 still. Okay. I, I was close. I'm going to give it like a six and a half. Um, cause I mean the Gwen stuff really elevates this issue. I, I loved it for all of her scenes. Uh, but man, it was just so many pages of just Peter repeating the same things. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I don't I don't know if they were 
like stretched thin with other projects or they were behind deadline or just trying like they said this was going to be a a six issue arc and they were like shoot we we actually only have like five issues worth of material and what's what's also what's also weird that i'm just thinking of is you know this was like an eddie brock issue we opened on him and gwen and then we immediately changed to his perspective he's watching the news you know when she leaves sees spider-man and we immediately go to him meeting peter at the lab and then that part ends and the only time we're not really about him is when it's peter and gwen talking and they're talking about him and then we immediately cut to him like going so there surely was more information that they could have given us about Eddie if they wanted to do an Eddie issue than just having him like stand there and like listen to Peter talk at him for seven pages. Yeah, he was the focal character, but didn't really contribute to the plot very much, right? No, not at all. Like all he did was hit on a high schooler, throw a fit and then listen (laughs) to a dude talk. Another high schooler because he only hangs out with high schoolers apparently. While simultaneously hating high schoolers, yes. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, so seven and six and a half. That's still pretty What's, good. What is the scale out of, though? Posters um, of ladies on your on your dorm wall? That's that's a good one. Yeah. Posters of ladies on your dorm room wall. Yeah. Did you have any posters of ladies on your dorm? I, I already know that there's no way that you did. I didn't. Like my dorm pictures or anything. Dude, my dorm was, like, so small. Like, what took up my dorm room wall was, like, our furniture. Yeah. I had... Let's see. What posters did I have? I think I had some band posters, but that's it. I had some pretty classic college posters, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I had an Entourage poster, which I know that's, like, a stereotype of, like, back in the day, you know... Um, that and like Scarface were like the stereotypical like posters. I feel like I think um, of like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's same thing. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Um, and then I made my own Taylor Swift poster. So, oh wow, you really were a Swifty. I was a Swifty. I didn't know that about you before today. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, dorms. Yeah, they were the worst. Oh, so what? What? Yeah, we're out of. So uh, this is seven out of ten. Uh, pretty lady posters. Yeah, mine's six and a half. Um, six pretty lady posters, and then one of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's funny, and it's a little rude, but sh- but she can handle it. <laughs> She's heard worse about herself. That's true. I'm not gonna be the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> um well nice i'm i'm looking forward to the next episode also and because i'm guessing we're gonna get to see more venom stuff i would sure hope so yeah yeah um i don't like eddie much i wish i wish uh someone else was in the suit like a more like a character that i uh cared about more (laughs) yeah but i guess that's that's good for venom that he's going to amplify this guy's like hatred of life. <laughs> yeah. He's going to go terrorize a high school. Dude. <laughs> um, okay. So we get that. And are we doing that next week? 
Yep, we're jumping into issues 37 and 38 oh next gosh. week. We're staying on the same thing for multiple weeks. I know, you're thriving. Although, we I do have... I do like bouncing back and forth. And I, and actually, I'm going to say this right now, Zach. Um, well, well, we'll talk about it. Maybe issues 37 and 38 won't be our next podcast. Because maybe we'll do a bonus one over something. Yeah. Do well, do you want to tease it out a little more or Well, I guess we're done with the issues, right? So we can move on to just anything we want to talk about again. <laughs> yeah. Um so you have seen Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. And I'm guessing you thought it was pretty good because that seems to be the consensus. Yeah. Um I had okay. took issue with the people in my theater, but the movie itself was very good. Okay. Well, I think I will try to go and see that tomorrow. And then if we wanted to give the people a bonus Spider-Verse episode, we could definitely do that. I know that's that's effort for you, but I feel like we could talk about that more than just like five to ten minutes at the end of an issue. And this, I definitely this is a think, Spider-Man pod. Yeah, I definitely think it deserves more of our time, like... um like focused intentional time to talk and about I'll, it. And I will get to have questions about who all these characters are to you. Well, and I was about like, to say, I specifically want to do some focused intentional time also about my sweet baby boy, Hobie Brown, who we all of course know who that is. Well, you will after you see this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, is that a famous Spider-Man person? It's one of the spiders in the movie. It's one of the, the main spider okay. people you meet in this movie okay well yeah i'll i will try to see that tomorrow and i'm sure i'll be able to at some point and Sweet. um and then yeah we'll 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 find a time to discuss so this is going to be a busy week because i know you're not free this weekend either so maybe you know i know the listeners don't care about this anymore <laughs> this is what zach and i go through every week we're like oh can you do saturday i have a thing this week so I meant to call us when I was talking about all the effort we have gone into to record early last week and late this week. And, and I mean, I'm on like four hours of sleep driving home from Chicago. People have called us Zach, the Cal Ripken jr. Of podcasts. Because on an Iron Man streak, we just don't miss a week, you know? And that is, uh, you know, I mean, it's something to be commended for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think we've we've really accomplished some greatness here. Uh, yeah, haven't taken a week off since we started this pod no. on New Year's Day. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, oh, I did pre- want to. Yeah, I did have one more thing. Um. So now that we've filled our our Mount Rushmore of pieces of work, yes, which is always behind which is always behind me. You can always see. So Zach gets to look at it the entire time we record. <laughs> I want to nominate Eddie Brock for the animatronic hall of pieces of work at Disney world. (laughs) Okay. So he's not on the Mount Rushmore. No. Okay. Here's my issue with that. Zach is because we already talked about that. Nowadays, there's like a million people like that and they are all like, you know, pieces of work, but are they enough so like trust me a couple issues from now when eddie like embraces venom and starts killing people for fun yeah we can add him on but for now 
he's just like an incel. Or I something. feel like there's almost something more sinister about being like a normal person who's a piece of work than being like a supervillain. Like most of the people who we put on the Mount Rushmore are just like awful parents. And he's a dude who's hitting on a 15 year old girl. So I feel like he's not even going on the Mount Rushmore. He's going in the animatronic hall. I feel like that I, I, should be a, I, I will, an easy bar. Just being a bad human being. Can I, will, I will take that. Okay. So, that, so we can add to that very liberally. Yes. Okay, I'll take that. And I'm also certainly not going to sit here and play devil's advocate for Eddie Brock. Yeah, (laughs) you don't want to be his defense attorney. No. (laughs) I also will add the kids that wouldn't shut up in my movie theater seeing Spider-Verse. They belong in the piece of work hall. Okay, this is too many people now. (laughs) I'm just an old man yelling at a clouds now. Um... Well, that's too bad. Did you go see it like right when it came out, though? Sometimes you got to live with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was it'd been out a week or so. That's lame. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, you got what anything were they else? Doing? Um, like cheer- cheering or like no like, jokes or like they were just moving around to whatever seat. It's one of the theaters where you have to like book your seat. And I specifically put us away from anyone else. Oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. These teenage girls were still like on either side of us talking over us. That's and I was like, really annoying. I was like, hopefully that stops once the movie actually starts. No, it got worse when the movie started. They had friends that were seated in a different section that literally came and stood in the aisle and talked to them mid movie. Dude. And then sometimes I, uh, what, what happened the other day where I was thinking this, but sometimes you are lucky enough to experience people in the real world and you're like, how are you guys people? Like, how how do you have – this is like a movie – you're like being movie level, like, uh, just like – what's the word for not caring about anyone but you're just like no – Jerks. But no, because it's just like they just have no – care about what is the people going on around them at all they're just like totally like self-absorbed you just have to laugh at it i think well yeah i mean that it's almost like always sunny in philadelphia characters except definitely definitely. i can kind of write it off because they were teenagers then there were some people below us who like started i think they were fine most of the movie but movie but like by the end they were laughing and yelling and stuff and there's like a scene where Miles Morales is on the screen and one of them just yells, he's black. And I'm oh like, my God, oh, dude. my God, dude, shut the hell up. He's been black this whole movie. He was black in the first movie. Like, you're not funny right now. No one is laughing at you. Wow, that is uh, that is. That is very small town Indiana. So what do you think? What I, now I'm so curious about what this, the point this guy was making. Was he like saying that like as an insult or like as a like. I think he was just saying it for shock effect. I think he just was like another teenager who just wanted to cause a scene in oh public and gosh. make people mad. Oh, my gosh. And we're giving him exactly what he wants. Oh, man. <laughs> um well that's funny dude that is uh that does stink but sometimes you just do meet people like that and you're like man i can't i just how yeah (laughs) um it's people who don't see how their actions affect 
the others around them. That's what I was like trying to come up with. And yeah. those people are so funny to me. Or even worse, they're banking on their actions ruining everyone else yeah, around them. Probably. Time. Pro- probably. Yeah. Um, okay. Can Anyways, we on a more positive note than that? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'll probably see it again so I just don't have to deal with that and can yeah. just appreciate the movie. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. What can we end on this? Oh, here's something fun. So we had our teachers versus seventh graders kickball game to end the school year. I meant to tell you this at the la- the last time we recorded, and um, of course I am like a beast, and I'm like the most athletic teacher, except for maybe like the vice principal. Um, so I'm just out there like making catches and like kicking home runs and just like you know we're getting demolished because there's 50 seventh graders, but but it but whatever, Zach. The point is, I come back after making some cool catches, and one of the younger kids is like, "You're like Spider Man." And I'm like, oh, okay, Whoa. cool, cool. And don't think anything of it. And then, like, two innings later, I make another catch, and he says the same thing. He goes, you're like Spider-Man because you catch everything around you. And I'm like, oh, okay, right on. Good one, you know? Yeah, like, sticky fingers. So anyway, I was like, oh, I'll say, say it on the pod. I'm like Spider-Man because yeah. my kickball skills that's great. I love that. That's wholesome. And this kid didn't even know he was talking. And this kid didn't even know it. it, to the it co-host made me nervous for a second. <laughs> of the number one Spider-Man podcast for sports fans. Yes. The Cal Ripken Juniors of Spider-Man podcasting. Dude, that's great. I love that for you. I yeah, definitely thanks. would not be that teacher who is like killing it at kickball. My body yeah. is revolting against me. The... <laughs> That's funny. There there were some teachers like that, but you know, oh well. It's not about winning. It's about having fun. And looking cool in front of seventh graders. And looking cool. Yeah, exactly. No, no, cut that last line out. I don't <laughs> want to do that at all. So not I'm, not, in I'm in- not even gonna <laughs> joke about it. No. I hope those kids think I'm the biggest loser ever. <laughs> forever. You don't even have to cut this out. I'm going to... Don't cut it out, Zach. If anyone finds this podcast, any of my students, stop calling me dude and bro and touching me randomly. They'll come up to me and like put their their hand on my shoulder and I'm like, please don't touch people like without their permission. You know, you're... You should know that by now. (laughs) Dude, don't call me dude. (laughs) I'm not your friend, pal. I'm not. I'm like infraction. Don't call me dude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, cut it out it, or don't. <laughs> you're the you're the boss here, Zach. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um. Okay. Well, now I don't have anything left. All right. That's cool. I think we killed it. I think this was another good one for the books. Yep. Um. Well, then, as always, thank you to Ian Hickey for our music and Alyssa Seaman for the artwork. And you can find Zach and I at the first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify, Apple music, anywhere you listen to reviews or podcasts. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. The next 10 seconds while I'm talking here, take, pick your phone up and leave us a review because it genuinely does help. And Zach and I appreciate it. And it, and it does help with the algorithm, Zach. I know you know that. 
and and we have developed kind of a loyal little uh, following here. So, you know, there's no reason we shouldn't get some five-star reviews. So I'm talking to you who's listening. That was plenty of time for them to leave a review, do you think? And if it wasn't, they have a pause button. Yep, that's true. And you can also leave us a comment um, on Instagram at First Read Podcast or send us an email at firstreadspidey at gmail.com. Or on YouTube at First Read Ultimate Spider-Man Podcast. See you next week.